Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on where in the world you're joining us from, it is time for another episode of the one, the only, TV Channeling! Okay, well, I don't know why I needed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, any time is the right time for an episode of TV Channeling. But this is a special episode of TV Channeling. This isn't just your regular run-of-the-mill episode of tv channeling that you all know and love this is the bad girls of summer 2018 you're not saying it right kevin the bad girls of summer 2018 (laughs) better thank you movie (laughs) phone man (laughs) in a world thank you that's what i was waiting for and what makes this even better is this is the bad girls of summer's past yes How lucky are we that we were able to pinpoint shows once again that fit within the theme Bad Girls of Summer's past and present. What? Yes, this is a two-part special. So this episode, we're giving you the Bad Girls of Summer past, Summer's past. And uh, on our next episode, we'll be giving you the Bad Girls of Summer present. So some of you out there might be thinking like, what exactly is a bad girl? Of summer. Well, what makes you a bad girl of summer is being someone who loves to sexily stir up trouble. Does it have to be sexily? Yes, it has oh. to be sexily. Okay. That's what bad bad girls love to sexily stir up trouble. The only thing they love more than that is having their shows reviewed on TV channel. And let me just say this now, for all of those that are looking for daughters' names for their children, sexily is not one. (laughs) I can already see it. Leave sexily alone. No, not Cecily. Not sexily. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, if you're if you're if you're gonna name yourself if you're gonna name your kid sexily, you better prepare for her to be a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) and coming to the stage sexily (laughs) no her her name her name will actually be sexily summer (laughs) oh oh, oh, god see you see what we've started (laughs) in the champagne room (laughs) sexily summer (laughs) oh lord oh goodness goodness gracious damn it my ears yeah, so if you don't want rappers making it rain all over your daughter's surgically enhanced ass, do not name her Sexily Summer. Because the name is where it starts. <laughs> yes, she will be destined for clear heels. Oh, oh, oh. I can't stand clear heels. I know, this is a whole other tangent. <laughs> but <laughs> they just give this message that I can't stand. But it is what it is. Well, you anyway, so this heels? is our second year doing this. So last yes. year, our Bad Girls of Summer Past shows were Glow. We reviewed Glow. And we reviewed, um, that was Netflix Glow. Mm-hmm. And that's available now, season one and season two, just in time. Those Bad Girls of Summers are, Summer are back again. And I can't so check- wait check that out and then also uh we reviewed hulu's harlots <laughs> and harlots season harlots. two uh it will be available soon as well 
Yes, get ready to be grossed out by the <laughs> uncleanliness of uh, 18th century England. You mean the 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 the, the reality of what, what life was like back then, Ugh. not the Harlequin romance cover kind of version of it, where Ugh. people forget about the fact that there were these things called chamber pots and no indoor plumbing. I could smell it through the television. I really could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were keeping it all kinds of real. Ugh. So. <laughs> So we're reviewing two different shows uh, that are featuring uh, bad girls of summer's past. We're reviewing um, uh, Paramount uh, Network's American Woman uh, that takes place in the 1970s. And we're also reviewing um, we're reviewing uh, FX's uh, FX's Ryan Murphy uh, new drama Pose. Yes. Damn it. Interns, what the hell is going on? <laughs> when I said pose, that was your cue to play the TV channeling remix of Madonna's Vogue. You're what, fired, hello? all of you. They are basically dropping the ball yet again. We paid for the summer edition, the, the summer edit of Madonna's Vogue remix, paid for it apparently for nothing, and actually played... DJ Khaled extra to mix a sample of Tachi and I saying Bad Girls of Summer over and over again into the mix. Well, so, I guess that $15 meant nothing to them. Oh, my God. I don't You know, we need to get new interns, Tachi. Uh, How just, about we get some? They <laughs> just keep dropping the ball. <laughs> Can we get some interns? <laughs> yeah, because they don't. Our current ones don't deserve the title of interns. I agree, Tachi. They are not true interns. <laughs> Looking over, looking you. at us all side eye with filing their nails and stuff. Get off your phones and do your jobs. See, somebody's gonna think you're a little off, Kevin. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> meaning me. Anyway, <laughs> no, thank you. You're welcome. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. All right. So let's let, first up. Let's talk about American Woman, and yes. um, I'll tell you guys a little bit about the show. First of all, we love uh, let's that. see. It's uh, okay. Bonnie's life changes forever when she discovers her husband, Steve, is having an affair Uh, with the help of her best friends, Diana and Kathleen. Bonnie figures out how to make it on her own in 1970s Hollywood. And the show is actually based on the childhood of Kim Richards from uh, Real uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, basically her childhood as well as her sister Kim's childhood. and um, Kyle, you mean. Kyle and Kim. Ki- okay, Kyle and Kim. What did I say? You said Kim twice, but that's okay. okay. <laughs> it's based on Kim and Kim's. <laughs> Kim Kim. And, is that, okay, so the show is actually produced uh, by Kyle Richards, and it's about the, her, the, the, the childhood of her and her sister, uh, Kim is what I meant to say. I'm just so excited about these bad girls. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, also, I want to say the show uh, airs on Thursdays on the Paramount Network, and you can catch back episodes on demand as well as on the Paramount app. So, Tachi, what did you think of uh, American Woman starring Alicia Silverstone? Point of information before I go into my thoughts on this. Why does Mina Suvari always star in something that has American in the title? She was in American Beauty. She was in American Pie. And now she's in American Woman. She just loves this country so 
much. Clear the hell Lee. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, really? This is the third American something you've been in? Anyway, that just struck me. I have to say this. So Alicia Silverstone has been off of the scene, at least not in our public eye. I can't think of anything that she's been in, and I'm not sure whether or not she's been directing or what's so, been going basically, on. Basically, what you're saying is you're clueless to what Alicia Silverstone's been up to. I am clueless. Besides clueless, what else she's been up to? <laughs> so so I, this, this was a nice thing to see, and boy, did she kill it. She, oh, you yeah. You don't think clueless when you see her you know how some people get typecast and the last thing they were in or the role is bigger than life and so it that becomes them i did not think um share from clueless at all watching alicia silverstone the funny thing is when i was watching it all i could think of was batgirl that's right because she was batgirl as well but i wasn't yeah. thinking well batgirl was badass so i can see where that parallel would be drawn okay i'm kind of kidding but um no i agree with you um i was surprised that i was able so quickly (laughs) to uh forget that i was looking at uh at her you know i wasn't looking at Cher. i was looking at a completely different character i was looking at kim and kyle richard's mom yes yeah and This okay. This is another thing that struck me. This is also very timely because in the wake of the Me Too movement, you saw the beginnings—not even even the beginnings, but the 1970s Hollywood slash 1970s society where women. This is like just on the cusp of this um, the women's movement. Right. So you you see you you hear twitterings of that, but you really see in the first few scenes the stronghold that men tend to have on their marriages at that, you know, at that time through this. Not just at that time, but in general, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Well, you were you were hearing twitterings pre Twitter. Pre Twitter. Uh, (laughs) And it was, you know, just some of the things that were said. And there was one they went out to dinner one time with it was uh she and her husband though she play alicia silverstone plays bonnie nolan her character is bonnie nolan so bonnie and her husband went out with um i don't know who that would that other couple was but you you could really see her aha moment starting to come when she was talking and the other woman was like much younger and they'd been married for two years or something like that and she was pregnant and she said well she, you know, he doesn't want me to have it. It's not the right time right now. And it, it's about him. We're supposed to support our husbands. That's what we do, right? And you could see she kind of sank it. She said, that's what we do. And that was the moment of, that's not what I'm going to do anymore. Oh, another another pivotal moment is uh, her husband has a birthday coming up and she goes to a jewelry store uh, to get him a watch and get it engraved. But she wants to surprise him and she doesn't want it billed to his account because he'll be notified of the watch he wants it to be a surprise and so the jeweler basically tells her that you know it needs to be on his account and she's like well i'll bring you cash later and you're like oh well i need to be paid before it'll be engraved and he basically just dismisses her as you know the wife and that you know if i can't you know trust that you will come up with the money and she doesn't have her own money kind of thing. So th- that really uh, was a pivotal moment, I thought, foreshadowing, as well as when a friend of hers mentions uh, that she watched an episode of Donahue and a woman 
uh, notices something different about her husband, uh, which was a foreshadowing the fact that he was cheating on her, that he's wearing a new cologne. And the scene before that, we see Bonnie in bed with her husband and she goes, you don't smell like you. What is that? He goes, oh, oh, it's a new cologne. So, yes. So slowly she starts getting signs like something I need to wake up and maybe something's going to be changing in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about this other. So we're talking about pivotal scenes. There's this other scene where when they she takes her daughters. Okay. Okay. Wait, no. Let me please let me because I I have notes. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I I absolutely. I know what you're talking about. Okay. I love the scene where Alicia Silverstone uh is uh, suspicious about what her husband has been up to. And so she uh, goes off uh, in the middle of the night, speeding down Hollywood Boulevard, and her two daughters are yelling at her to slow down. And in the backseat, they're like being thrown back and forth because nobody's even thinking about a seatbelt. This is 1975. I don't even know if they existed yet. <laughs> so, they did, just nobody used them. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so... um uh then uh uh after the kids are all like mommy slow down and so alicia silverstone or bonnie says you always want to go to those damn amusement park rides and be thrown around like a rag doll this is just like that only it's free <laughs> just like that is the best no, it's hilarious because she's clearly not thinking about the safety of anybody at that point. She needs to find this man and what's going on. And, you know, going back to the whole thing that we were talking about with the cologne changing, that was like the tip off of everything. If if nothing else, she was probably, you could tell she was already probably feeling a little like something th- wicked this way comes. But when she, when her friend, that's her sister actually, right? I think, um... Mina Suvari p- plays her sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what she's supposed to be her sister. So uh, w- when she says, oh, yeah, change cologne, she's like, mm-hmm, that's it. So she divides the whole thing. They get there. She tells the girls, uh, well, they go to the office first. And so she thinks everything is fine. Cause she, because, yeah, she, oh, because first, yeah, that's one thing. Because her husband claimed that he had a, a, a work emergency in the middle of the night. And I agree with her. What kind of work emergency does a realtor have in the middle of the night that means they have to work all night? My thing is, like, you really think they're... And you know what? Women were not that stupid. It's just that they probably did not say anything. But So she was like, realtors have real estate, have uh, emergency. At <laughs> night? At night. Late exactly. at night, yeah. So he, he was like, yeah, don't wait up. I was like, what? Okay, so she was like, mm-hmm, here we go. So, so she, she puts her kids in the car, in the car seat beltless, her giant car. That that giant whatever it is, you know how, that, like a Lincoln or whatever the hell it was. They uh, go go to the office. She sees that he's leaving the office, has a bouquet of flowers, and one of the girls says, look, Mom, Dad bought you flowers. Great. But she's, <laughs> she's still a little like something's not right. So she follows him, and he's too stupid to notice that he's being followed by the car. And this is not a quiet car now. This is a, it, it's like a, a burnt orange. Well, you know what helped it, I guess, was the fact that A, was the cover of night, even though, yes, you, if you're going to see a color at night, it's going to be burnt orange. But there was a lot of other, I guess, burnt orange giant cars driving around in 1975. So she had that. It was, it was kind of like almost driving around in camouflage. 
I guess so, but I saw it. <laughs> well, also, I think he had his mind on something else, so he probably wasn't paying attention. He seemed because when we see where he ends up, what uh, where he ends up, you can yeah, his mind was elsewhere. Oh yeah, his mind was definitely elsewhere. So she says, like, all right, girls, get down. You know, stay here and get down and stay down. So she goes a little further and then sees him going up to one of the motel rooms and this dark haired lovely walks out and they can't even get in the room before they start going oh she oh, no, she, she literally jumps uh, uh jumps and straddles him at the door and at they the are, damn door oh my god it was so many tongues so many tongues <laughs> <laughs> but i love the line when they're sneaking and uh, hiding in the bushes before she sees that and uh, uh her youngest daughter says uh mom i'm being bitten by mosquitoes how am i gonna wear uh how am i gonna wear my dance recital outfit and sh- and her comeback is uh uh wear pants you'll be the Catherine hepburn of your school yes <laughs> <laughs> You know, the funny thing is those references you have to, like, understand to get them because, uh, you know, it's a time period piece. It's a period oh, it's piece, a period so. piece. And they're referencing all kinds of uh, old school stuff, which is really good, even down to something like when they're headed home, the kids are saying they're hungry. And she mentions like, you know, fine, I'll stop it and pick up something at Pioneer Chicken. Yes. And so Pioneer Chicken is a southern. I don't I never even knew if it was a national chain, but it was definitely. No. An old school chain here in Southern California, Pioneer Chicken existed a while ago. And I think there's like maybe one left in all of Los Angeles. But for a while, there there were a lot of them. So that was a cool old school reference. Another thing that was really after she sees, the daughters don't see, but but their mom sees the whole straddling tongue fight. Um, the, the crotch straddling tongue fight that is her husband and his. <laughs> is that uh, what they're calling it these days? Yes. <laughs> that she was a real bad girl of summer. Um, so <laughs> after she sees that, her oldest daughter says, "Mom, I stepped in po- in dog poo," and then uh, Alicia Silverstone says, "So did I." Exactly. I exactly. thought that was perfection. It, they just have these one-liners there that within the first few moments uh, of the show that just really hit hard. So these writers are hard at work and they're doing a they're killing it. They're doing a bang-up job because these one-liners are gold. They are oh. besides that, besides that I have to say this. The soundtrack is <gasps> fire. <laughs> Oh yes, oh, my the, God. The, the the classic hits just kept coming. It was such a oh my God. Down to the last song you hear in the episode, I believe in miracles. It was like a seventies dance party. Yes, but you know what? They also had some contemporary music too, because they had the the beginning that really jazzy song you heard. That was Esperalda Spalding, which is and that's one of my favorite songs. And no, that I was, was cool like, how they were they were giving. The, I love it when you have a period thing. Okay, no two other people doing period pieces. The way to make a period thing feel fresh is to have songs from that period sang by contemporary artists i love it when a period show or movie does that because it feels old and fresh and new at the same time 
fantastic. I've, so I was listening and the hits kept coming. So even if you're not into the story, which I don't understand how one could not be, you listen to it for the music. I, again, the, uh, the music d- director, you did a, a job, a killer job in getting that. That's a terrible phrase. You did a great job. Also, the well, the clothes to me, the hair, Alicia Silverstone with the hair. There's this one look where she's having a party and she comes down the stairs, which was a great acting uh, moment for her, too. She's coming down. She basically is throwing her husband's birthday party without her husband. And she walks down the stairs and you can see the weight of the reality of this new life that she's facing on her face. And as she ascends, uh, uh, ascends the staircase and she starts, she, she looks so just the weight on her and on her face. But the moment she starts to see past guests, all smiles and she looks like she doesn't have a care in the world. No, exactly. But you know what? That's the that's the reality of it, that you were taught that even though you have all this going on at home and there usually was a lot going on at home, the world is not supposed to see that. And so she just turned it on showtime and she turned it on. So, you know, even though she was a mess inside and her friends probably knew nobody else, you know, everybody else was none the wiser. And that's she, I think she had to do that also to show her girls that you don't let people get the best of you. You don't let them win when they're doing wrong. So I think that was a great message. And even when they were racing down, oh, that's another thing. Okay, so racing down the street, that wasn't it. So she drags them off. I stepped in dog poops and she's like, so did I. So that's not the end of it. On the way back home, there are these two unsavory characters who pull up in a car and one of them says how much can I get for was it 10 or 20 dollars and she rolls up the window and it's like whatever and uh, drives away and then the girls notice mommy they're following us or what and she was like oh hell no so she pulled over and she was like stay in the car don't get out and she got out and she was like now they just don't know you do know that she pulled a knife on on the husband, right? Or oh yeah, no, know. that was another great moment. That yeah, was a, she does not play, so she doesn't play, and they were none the wiser. So she was like, "If you 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 think this is fun to make me scared, well, you're not making me scared. And keep it up, and I'm going to get the tire iron out of the back of my car and something like go to town or what or ram it up the side of your head." And then she just casually walks back to the car. But you could tell she was like, I hope this worked. You you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, but that, of- I think after what she had witnessed with her husband, she was too through with any kind of men creeping around, messing with her. She was not having any of it. It was it was a really good scene. And um, I love uh, another scene I like is when she's talking with her friends about the cutbacks, what she's going to have to do to keep her house because uh, she throws her husband out, deservedly so. Yes. And um, and so she, when she tells her friends, "I'm I'm letting the maid go," and one of her friends uh, is stunned, and she says, "But but who's gonna clean?" <laughs> and then she goes, "And I'm also uh, uh I also fired the gardener." And then she goes, "But who's, who's gonna, gonna garden?" garden? <laughs> 
<laughs> because people can't do this stuff on their own, apparently. Oh, no. Well, well that, the friend that says that is she's particularly, she is very well off. And yes. she has a younger boyfriend that at the beginning of the episode that um, she's basically financing for him to start his own talent agency. Uh, and something tells me that uh, uh, Bonnie's daughters are going to end up working for that a that talent agency mm. but i love when they're they're the her her and her, her two girls very sex in the city style of circa 1975 are lounging around the pool and the the pool guy is like you know uh skimming the pool and they're sitting there and then her uh, uh the the one that has her friend that has money uh her boyfriend shows up and he's sitting there and um he's uh, like wanted uh to go hit, uh hit the swimming pool, and so her boyfriend says he wants to uh to uh, swim in the pool, and um Bonnie says, oh well, there are swimsuits in the you know uh around the uh cabana in the back, so he has to go uh uh change into a uh swimsuit, and uh her friend who has money is all like, oh that pool boy is looking like he there's something over here that he likes, and um and so then we cut to uh her boyfriend changing in the uh on the pool house and all of a sudden the uh pool boy uh opens the door and then locks it and so oh now we know what he saw that he liked it was none you. of them it, no, <laughs> it was none her. of them it was the yeah so i thought i thought was that a little nod to andy cohen uh uh kyle uh, richard's boss because they gave him some eye candy so <laughs> i thought of him at that moment interest i don't know i think no that that was for him she she keeping <laughs> she's keeping her boss happy i guess so wow okay and let's see uh one other moment i loved is when the uh uh she's telling her girls about the divorce and how daddy is uh is leaving her for another woman um and she tells her girls that you know she won't lie to them she goes i she goes i wish i didn't have to tell you this but i'm going i'm going to tell you the truth because i love you and i don't want to lie to you a liar is the worst thing you can be mm-hmm. and a stripper is also <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why she didn't name either of them sexy uh, sexily summer That's exactly she, she did not want them to be stripper you are destined to be a stripper if your name is sexily especially if your name is sexily summer that makes it even worse maybe if your name is just sexily you might end up becoming a supreme court justice supreme court justice sexily johnson is in is coming into the court no if you're on that path you promptly change your name to <laughs> you know no why can't sexily have pride for her for her background that she's she's a she's endured a lot to become a supreme court justice named sexily i realize you can't see my face but imagine what it looks like <laughs> well you know what under that judge's robe sexily is wearing clear heels Oh, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of Supreme Court justice she is. Yuck. I can, you know I can't stand clearly. <laughs> that's how she rolls. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. So, okay, Tachi, I think it's that time it for is. me to ask the question that you know I love to ask you. So ask especially it. Especially in summertime. Yes. So, are you going to keep watching American Woman or are you going to change the channel? So, American Woman comes on tonight. 
I'm needing for us to hurry up so I can prepare myself to watch American Woman. (laughs) That's how much I really connected with it. And when it was over, I was like, wait, it's done? Yeah, that's another thing we need to say. It's a half hour show, but it feels like an hour dramedy. It's got some, definitely has some very funny moments in one line, but it has, but it also has a serious thing. So dramedy is the perfect uh, name for it. Yes. And, you know, of course they left it kind of on a cliffhanger with the police at her door. So I, I need to see what's going to happen <laughs> with this. So yeah, I'm definitely so going it, to keep watching. Will she be able to keep her house or not and keep her kids? It's, it's going to be a really interesting show. And if any of you out there are like fans of uh, Hollywood or old Hollywood or TV shows especially – you know, you know a little bit about the history of like Kim and Kyle Richards. I mean, uh, Kim Richards, I'm sorry, Kyle Richards was in The Little Girl in Halloween with yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. So that's pretty cool. And then her sister, uh, uh, Kim, was in tons of things. She was in Disney's Escape from Witch Mountain and whatever mm-hmm. part two was called, The Witches Are Back. Uh, <laughs> this t- this the, time it's personal. Them, them back, we back. <laughs> they be witching. So <laughs> whatever that sequel was called, uh, and uh, amongst a bunch of different TV shows, she was on things like Chips and Different Strokes, and just if it was on in the seventies. Kyle Richards was on it and into the 80s she was like in movies like called Tough Turf so she worked a lot she supported that family she did she was she was yeah she definitely had more roles than Kyle did um but Kyle oh, was Nanny and, the, Nanny and the Professor forgot that too yeah um, Nanny and the Professor Kyle was the right. little girl on Nanny and the Professor so she right. is a part of television history Absolutely. And then Little House on the Prairie. Kim was um, on Little House on the Prairie and not a regular, but she was uh, there a couple of times, I remember. So, yeah, they they worked. But when it but the the true workhorse for that family was Kyle. I mean, yeah, Kim, 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 Kim supported them on, on. She kept it busy on the reg. She was in a lot of Disney live action things besides the, the, the Escape from Witch Mountain series. She was in a lot of random Disney things. She worked a lot. She really now, does, did. Does that have anything to do with the fact that she's had substance abuse issues that have haunted her all through her run on uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Who probably. Can Who can say? I can. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and can we speak about the fact that she was on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills without having a husband? What is up with these Real Housewives that aren't wives? Yeah. And I don't think there's ever been a Real Housewives franchise where everybody was married. Actually a wife. Oh, and speaking of like, speaking of that, let's talk about one other thing. Uh, super side note, sidebar, Your Honor, in Clear Heels. What <laughs> What is up with on the Real Housewives of Atlanta finding out the news that uh, Kenya Moore will no longer be holding a peach? All these years, she was on that show, no husband. A real housewife of Atlanta holding a peach. Now that she actually has a husband, no peach. She will. She's been downgraded to a real housewife friend. Yeah, I think because you notice that her. Well, she's still kind of ratchety. <laughs> Not ra- I shouldn't say that. She, Ratchet-ish. She is. She is a bougie ratchet. She behaves a in a bougie, a, a batchet. <laughs> she is a batchet. If you're a bo- or a 
Borjashit. I don't know how you would say that. But she behaves, she acts ratchet, but she hides it under the guise of being bourgeois. So that's well, she doesn't want. I think that she does. wants doesn't want to have her husband on the show, and so well, they were like, "Well, if we can't, if you're not going to show your husband, if, if he's going to be a regular on the show and mixing it up and having arguments and shoving matches with the other husbands, then we're downgrading you." But I have this to say to Andy Cohen and everyone else in the court: Your judge, sexily, I object. I object. Any Kenya more we can get is is something. We, to to downgrade her to a friend is a mistake. I don't like messiness, so whatever. Well, why are you watching Real Housewives shows if you don't like me- That's all. It is. The definition of it is messiness. I understand that. But she does things. She, like, uh, throws a, uh, a rock at somebody and then gets upset when, she, um, <laughs> when she's called out on throwing that rock. No. And people, they get, let her get away with it. That's what, why are we talking about Real Housewives? Okay. <laughs> I, it was, it was a, it was a very much, it was a sidebar. I apologize to you, Tachi, and the distinguished judge, sexily. I apologize. <laughs> You're on. Oh, but I'm sure the listening audience was all for it. So, <laughs> anyway, wow, we so have a second show that yes, we, we do. need to it get t- into, which I'm excited about as well. I am too. So let's discuss the, uh, uh Ryan Murphy's, Period drama pose. Yes. Damn it, interns again. <laughs> no, still aren't playing the Vogue TV channeling remix. Bad oh, Girls after, of Summer edit. I After you read them on a national podcast, they left. Uh, again. Damn it. We used our, Tachi, we used our whole music budget for the whole year to get DJ Khaled to remix it. And now nothing. Thanks. Well, Thanks. $30 really was not a whole lot. Of budget. Well, anyway, I guess we'll play it at our Christmas party. It'll be fun to listen to then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which the interns will not be invited. No, Don't no. look hurt. Don't look hurt. And not, not signing any forms either. You're not getting any credit for this. They're not looking anything because they left the building. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> We're oh. canceling our intern program. <laughs> this is not working out. All right. Kevin, did we have an intern yes, program? Yes, we did. Okay, okay. We I'm did. just going to let you have that one. All right. So, a dancer rejected by his homophobic parents and a family man with a high-paying job find themselves being pulled into the world of ballroom culture in New York in the late 80s. So one thing I want to do is give a little bit of caveat about how this show made it into the bad girls of summer category. So we're not referring to the gay men on the show as bad girls. We're referring to all the transgender women on the show, which to this show's credit, everybody who's a transgender woman on the show is actually played by an actual transgender woman on the show which is pretty remarkable i can't i don't think that's ever happened in a you know television show no it it hasn't i and i have to say that if we're talking about things laverne cox has opened some doors in terms of that. Not that there are a lot of roles for transgender women and men anyway, but I think that having a transgender person actually play a transgender person has done a lot for saying, oh, okay, this can be done. 
uh, yes, it can be done. <laughs> so yeah, and there are some really incredible characters on this show. So, what did you think of Pose? Ryan Murphy's Pose. Wow. So I am very much into. First of all, this is. I don't remember what year this is. Nineteen eighty-six. Yes, nineteen eighty-six. But I was about to say, Paris is Burning came out in the early 80s i believe so this was probably you know set a few years after after paris is even though this is fictional set a few years after paris is burning came out and we actually was it three years ago celebrated i think it was the 40 something anniversary of paris is burning and i enjoyed that movie immensely because it was all about ballroom culture in in new york and those are spaces where men and women transgender women could be who they were without um fear with you know inside the ballroom anyway where they could live out um fantasy and live out who they were there now that you could see the interesting thing is so it's divided in ballroom culture you have uh people they're divided into houses so that um and it's it's this whole thing is just very interesting to me so the initial initially the main character not the uh i can't remember the the one that was um blanca was a trans woman who was living in um, the house of abundance. abundance. Yes, the house of abundance. So that, you know, you have a house and then you have a house mother. And uh, generally what these houses are is the house mother is the head of the quote household. And often these are youth, gay youth, transgender youth who have been thrown out of their house or maybe homeless, don't have any place else to go. And they become part of this house. And a lot of these houses compete at, at these balls. And so Blanca is um, the main character who um, has just actually, she was part of the house of abundance initially. And I guess just got tired of it and decided it was her time to start her own house, which became the house of Evangelista. And the first thing before that happened, the house of abundance, they, they decided that they had to win. So what did they do? They went to a museum and they stole, they stole the clothes from a historical exhibit uh, because the theme was royalty. So they boldly went and got it and stole all those clothes and they walked with them in the um in the in the uh show in that ball that night. They got yeah, arrested. Okay. Oh my god. The, the, that was it the whole thing was incredible where the, watching them all go to the museum shortly before closing, then hide. Uh, and then once the museum was closed, um uh uh Candy Abundance, which you got to love that name. She she tells her she tells her her children those are all of her crew. Um, they ask like, "What do we take?" And she says, "Everything." And they have these garbage bags and they fill it up with like all these capes and gowns and tiaras and everything and crowns. And they get the hell out of there. And um and they and they walk and they everybody is just floored. Um, they're the last house to uh to uh appear in the ball. And they just destroy everyone else because they're wearing actual, real, hardcore, you know, museum 
real stuff that uh, that uh you know kings and queens and princesses wore and what's so funny is i love one of my favorite lines is the uh announcer says when one of them is gliding across the floor looking like a looking like a, a princess uh he says watch your ass disney i just <laughs> thought that was the best it was it was and if that wasn't enough when uh the the last person to come out of course is the queen who is candy uh abundance uh, and she basically is walking, and then all of a sudden she notices at the end of the runway the police are standing there, and without uh, without hesitating, she just walks towards them very regally and extends her arms. Yes, to have to have the final accessory to her outfit, handcuffs. Yeah, see, that was an interesting way of looking at it. That was the final accessory. I just thought that was that was everything. That was like wow. That was yeah, a great no, way, and absolutely. that's like the first ten minutes of the show. Yeah, no, it is the the first ten minutes of the show. It is it, that lets you know that this is going to be something special. Okay, we have to play six degrees of separation again. So, oh my god! If you went to high school with Candy Abundance or something, I'm gonna lose it. I did not. I went to high school with the woman who played the mother of the young man who was kicked out of his house. Whoa. Oh, my God. That is Rosalind Ruff, and we went to high school together. First two years of high school, and then I transferred. But yes. How you could be friends with somebody who would throw their child out onto the streets. No, I, I know just don't like understand that. it, Tachi. But the funny thing is that is so the such the antithesis to who she is because when we were in high school, her best friend um was a gay male. So so that I was like, that is so not Roz. <laughs> wow. I just my God, six degrees of Tachi. You can yes. play this game. You always have a connection to somebody in something. Always. It is astounding. All right, another really powerful moment uh, in the show for me uh, was when Blanca thanks the woman at a clinic who just gave her an HIV-positive diagnosis. And the woman asked, why are you thanking me? And Blanca replies, it must be hard telling people that they're going to die day after day. Mm. I was just like, "This the show got real. It did. And you know what? You you have to include that aspect of it in the because that was really when we're talking about at the height of the AIDS epidemic in in the US, especially in places like New York City. And you know, the community, especially at that time early on, the gay community was very heavily affected by that. And remember, that that was at the time they were calling it the gay disease and all that. There were all sorts of misconceptions about uh, HIV and AIDS at that time. So I, I suspect that we're going to see more uh, of that, of how it affected people in the uh, mid 80s in New York at that time and so i'm i'm really interested to see where all of this is going to go well what, what's really interesting about having blanca get that diagnosis is you talked about it earlier about her deciding to leave the house of abundance which i can't i just love saying that the house of abundance <laughs> the, the way that candy <laughs> abundance says it's the house of abundance, abundance. yes <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, um, if you're going to live in a house, you want it to be abundant. But anyway, um, what makes her choose to leave is to basically she's not dead yet and she wants to have some kind of legacy. And it was another very powerful moment when she basically says to Candy, she thanks Candy for taking her in when she was living on the streets as a kid that was cast out by her family for being transgender. And she wants to basically uh, extend that kind of kindness and have a home that was given to her, give that home to other lost youths and create her own house and her own legacy in that world. And... Needless to say, Candy was not happy about this revelation. So, what did you think about the epic showdown between Candy and Blanca? You know, I I saw it as Candy feels like that is a betrayal. Like, I took you from the streets. You know, that's how she would talk. I took you from the streets, and this is how you repay me? You were nothing before. You are nothing before, and you'll be nothing without me. She was giving her best Alexis Morel Carrington Colby Dexter. Yeah, well, but the funny thing is, we're joking, but that's probably where that inspiration was from. <laughs> Seriously, if we're ta- if we're being real, that was probably from there. So, I she I think she felt betrayed by that, and that at a certain point, that Candy was removed from the reality of why those people were there, why the you know everybody was there and she was so focused now on being the house of abundance and the winning house of abundance that she forgot about all that you know she's just larger than life and very extra and if i could say something about that this is this is the interesting thing so i don't know that everyone the the transgender women that they have in these roles if they are transgender actors Meaning if they were just transgender women and maybe interested in acting or if they were actually actors because of the fact that with um, Candy Abundance, you could see there was a little bit of you. You, you know what I'm trying to say that they're and not just Candy Abundance, but some of the other women that they held their own. But there was a little bit of you need a little more. To, you need to go there a little bit more, especially with Candy Abundance. But I mean, she pulled it, but I think I don't know what the acting background is. I need to do like an IMDb search. To well, see I'm going to, I will let me save you the trip. Please save <laughs> Because let's just be real. Intr- probably interested in acting, but Ryan Murphy, I feel, gave these women opportunities that they would not have had uh to you know the role the roles out there for just actual you know uh okay i don't want to get myself in trouble please don't email me or send me hate stuff (laughs) but but i'm still getting used to the lingo but to women who were you know born women physically right physically you're all women but the, the ones that were born genetically you know physically women that are of color, it's hard for them to get roles. So the idea of transgender women being working actresses before they got this opportunity, I think you can go to IMDb to check it out. But I think that you, <laughs> your time would be better served finding us better interns. 
Yeah, no, you're right. But you can tell it, it shows that Ryan Murphy was trying to give these women opportunity. And for those of you who don't know Ryan Murphy, he was he executive produced. And I think he also created American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He is. Yes. He he created American Horror Story, American Crime Story, American Crime Story, uh-huh. uh, Scream Queens, just t- Glee, tons of stuff. Yeah, so he's he's got a lot out there, and he has this now with his $100 million deal with Netflix. So, yeah, Ryan Murphy is doing okay for himself, <laughs> better than okay. So I I, I Would you say that you. he's living in the house of he abundance? Is, <laughs> beyond the house of abundance. <laughs> <laughs> he needs his own house. He's the house of He's living of in the Murphy, mansion okay? of abundance. Mansion of abundance for real. So, But I think I think you're right. I think that this was to give opportunity and what I suspect will happen as, as the seasons go on and as, because they're all, they all have coaches. I'm sure they're going to start to fall into their own and get better. And you're going to um, start to see uh, changes in terms of the acting ability and what they bring to their roles. One other thing before uh, we now go switching from candy abundance to the young man who was, um, thrown out his name is damon okay so oh wait but can can i say one thing before you go into the damon part i wanted to say something about the the epic showdown between uh candy and blanca i love the uh parting shot given by blanca as she basically after they have that out and she's leaving the house of abundance uh, for the very last (laughs) time dramatically um she says so uh, this is she says this to basically to candy's minions so do any of you want to walk out of this door with me uh into the future or uh or would you rather choke on the dust and decay I'm like, oh my god! That was and they were all like, "I'll take choke for 300." <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of one. Well, she uh, looks like she's about to go, and somebody grabs her and stops her. Uh, Angel stops Angel. Angel's thinking about going. Yes. And somebody basically kind of stops her before she can even th- don't even think about leaving Angel. And uh, I just thought, like that, if that is not an exit line. I just so I I don't know what situation I'm gonna be in where I'm gonna be at a Starbucks where I'm like, hey, <laughs> are you gonna stay here? Or are you gonna walk out of this door with me or choke on this dust and decay? <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Blanca. <laughs> That's basically what they were saying. <laughs> okay so let's talk about damon the one who your friend from high school threw out on the streets see you're so terrible this is acting people but so he is a dancer and as is i don't want to say typical but (laughs) oh here we are somebody's about to get in trouble no no i'm talking i'm talking about men men in american culture often see a problem with dancing that is not social dancing so the fact and you see him in ballet class and i'm sorry in, in ballet he was too happy to be there just please send all of your hate tweets directly to tachi's account no please I'm, bypass tv channeling on twitter and no, my account i'm not saying this in a mean way i'm saying he is too happy to be there while everybody else is basically 
You know what? Again, glad. Please do not boycott TV channeling. Just boycott Tachi and all of her endeavors singly. You are stirring up dust and decay, Kevin. (laughs) I have nothing to do with what she's saying. You are stirring up dust and decay. I'm simply (laughs) saying that he is super happy to be there. Happier than the other girls. Well, than the girls. Again, sin all your hate tweets. Anyway, he's not a girl, but he is happier. She he is happier to be there than the than the other girls in class. So the girls in class, they're doing it. And it reminds me of there is this. I don't know if you've ever seen this video. It's this viral video. And I think it's from Russia. And it's this dance class with uh, a whole bunch of little girls and there is the smallest one in there she's like a toddler and they're doing like a warm-up everybody else is following along but she is like getting it and she's like talking in the middle of it and she's like i didn't come here to dance with you old women i came to dance that's what he reminded me of where there was this freedom and this joy that he had in debt and you could tell he was, you know, basically skipping on out when he was ready to go. And then <laughs> when he went home, he was like, oh, I'm ready for more. And he put in his little cassette tape in the old school cassette player and, and went to work. And I was like, oh, boy, something's about to happen because <laughs> I could tell. So his father was like, didn't we agree you were going to stop this? See, I told your mother I told your mother about this, that you were going to end up soft and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... See, and and that's the thing. That is the popular misconception and the stereotype out there that if you dance or you do things that are quote unquote considered feminine, that you end up gay. First of all, like that's a, you know, like you're going to end up gay, but that's not true. Do you know how many straight male dancers I know? Well, you've never given me actual statistics, but I'll give you stats. I assume a lot. Yeah, because dance is dance. It's freeing. It's beautiful. There are all sorts of things. Not everyone who dances is that's a male is gay. Um, he happened to be. But I think the bigger issue was what was found underneath his bed. Well, what magazine. would that be, Tachi? There would be a, a, ma- a, a magazine featuring the male form. Was it some kind of art magazine? Um, Some would call it art. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so that is a bridge too far. His father found uh, some gay porn and he uh, starts, he takes off his belt and starts beating him with this belt. And then his um, uh, his mother comes home uh, with groceries and she hears something on the street. She hears like screaming and she runs upstairs and um, upon finding out, you know, pulling her husband off of him and then him telling her, you know, what he's been, what their son's been doing and, uh, you know, and how his friends were witnessing him coming out of dance class. As you said, skipping, not me. No, Again, send all your tweets to Tanchi. No, anyway, that's what the father said. So that's the father said. Cla- yeah, it's all you and skipping so out the of mother, dance class. The mother actually, when, when after he was th- physically thrown out, like, a lot of times people say you were thrown out. He was literally thrown out. The father drug him and threw him on the lawn and said, you're no longer my son. You are out. And then the mother came down with his backpack 
and basically said, I tried, you know, how could you do this to me? I tried to give you a chance and you have this filth. And she throws the magazine in his face and she goes, my friend Tachi told me that you were to turn out like this. That is not true. (laughs) (laughs) And she told me to throw your ass out on the street. And I just am that I agree with what Tachi said. You know what? And the, the interesting thing is she said, after I supported your creativity. Yeah. Like you can be creative. Just don't be gay and creative. That was the issue. That was the issue. Exactly. Exactly, and the uh, and the fact that you co-signed on that Tachi is I what's the most upsetting part of it. Do you see how rumors get started? <laughs> you see how rumors get started. But this is the thing: they were his parents were looking for that. You you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. it, it's like well, the father even said he searched his room exactly. So he was yeah he was looking for he was looking for the final nail in the coffin to be able to throw him into the street. And what what the good thing the show is basically telling a story that uh, sadly is still often true. There are kids that are still being thrown out by their parents for being gay or transgender, uh, or you know having a gender, you know. Uh, differences and um, it's really sad and so part of the, that when we see uh, Damon on the streets of New York he gets a bu- he gets on a bus and heads to New York because he dreams of being a dancer and he's living in Central Park and all his worldly possessions are in his backpack and um, we see somebody trying to steal his backpack as he's sleeping on a park bench okay so can I say, you know how I hate stupidity in characters. You you know this. I know what's coming. Go ahead. You know this. So that one time should have been enough to say, keep the damn backpack on your back. He was even told this by another person that is in that homeless community. Keep it on your back. So what does this idiot do? He goes to sleep again with it like just under him and probably falls asleep hard on that bench so he doesn't feel it and he wakes up and it's gone he's like did you see have you seen my backpack did anybody said i told you to keep it on your back so (laughs) i was like i really don't feel sorry for you in that one because Uh i told you he's 17 i know but you see where you are and what it is why would you not no i agree i agree that i was mad at him too i'm like oh come on don't uh but, you know, that was actually the catalyst for him going to live at the house with Blanca. Yeah, because what happens is Blanca um, actually encounters him where he's dancing on the street for spare change. And she gives him his uh, uh, she gives him her card and says, you know, if you know, and explains to him if you want to maybe join my house. And he doesn't know anything about the ball culture, but she does explain to him what the ball culture is. And I want to read the definition because I really love her definition. She says, balls are a gathering of people who are not welcome to gather anywhere else. A celebration of life that uh, the rest of the world is not uh, does not deem worthy of celebration. Uh, there are categories. Uh, people dress up for the uh for them and walk uh there is voting trophies uh where you can win something better than money you can make a name for yourself by winning a trophy or two and in 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 this world uh your name is everything realness is what it's all about being able to fit into the straight white world to embody the american dream we don't have access to that dream and it's not because we don't have the ability 
Yes. I thought that was so incredibly powerful. It was powerful because it's a metaphor not just for ball culture, but for underrepresented people in general. If you you can take out, you know, put in whatever group you want, exactly. that speaks to it. So I was like, that is deep. Whoever wrote that, kudos. Yeah, kudos. I thought that was really because a lot of people, were, I mean, I was not sure exactly what exactly is ball culture. All I knew about the whole ball thing was the fact that that people say that Madonna stole the Vogue thing from that particular community and had that giant she hit did. that I paid for the rights to to get a remix of it made by DJ Khaled featuring samples of us <laughs> saying Girls of Summer 2018. Oh, I'm going to let you have that one. You're still on. Okay, yes. Yes, that one, Kevin. And and that's the thing, because when you talk about appropriation and commodification, old girl Madonna is still getting paid off of that. Anytime your song is used in anything, she's still getting royalties off of that. Okay, let's not. But did the ball, any members of the ball culture from where she took that get? No. And I'm no. I feel guilty about the fact that we end up giving her even more money because of it. And we didn't even get a chance to have, have you guys hear it. That's even worse. The views expressed by Kevin Nomalone are not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel better about that with, with all of your earlier comments. Again, save us for Tachi. I had nothing to do with it. Okay. All right. So another uh, uh, some other characters we need to talk about in the show are uh, Angel and Stan. So let me give you a little bit about them. Yes. Angel is a pre-op transgender Puerto Rican princess prostitute with a heart of gold. And then there is Stan, a customer who is young, married, white executive uh, who's celebrating uh, his new job working for a man with the world's worst comb over who likes putting his name on everything in the mid-80s in New York City, who should never be president, but eventually, sadly, one day will be. <laughs> so, so touchy. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Angel and uh, Stan and their interaction? So let's let's go back to the whole thing. It, Ryan Murphy and the writers and the creators of this are brilliant because they have put, again, very timely because you put the person that currently happens to live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, this pre before he was at Pennsylvania Avenue, this world of, of New York City in the 70s and his importance to real estate and New York City in the 70s. So for you to be working for him in some way, shape or form is a big deal because he's one of the big real estate uh, people in New York at that time, obviously. And so the, the interesting thing is, this is what, okay, when it didn't occur to me until after that, Stan probably knows full good and well where he is. And so he knows oh, you mean who, when he pulls up into the hood, when he pulls up into the hood and he's looking for X, Y, and Z, he knows who Angel is, not physically knows, but knows who he, uh, she is as a person. Yeah, because because when Angel basically when he kind of motions to her and she walks over, she says like you know, asked are you know you finally have the guts to say something because you've been driving around. I've seen you driving around this block several times. Mm -hmm, exactly. Looking over here. So he knows that they're transgender. He knows this. Oh but yeah. At, at first, it didn't occur to me until I said, I said, wait a minute. 
they if they're hanging out there and he's been passed several times, it probably he probably knows they're transgender because at first it took me it took me to realize this until they got to the hotel room and he was like, you know, uh, take off your skirt or whatever. I was like, oh God, please don't hurt her when you find out. But then it occurred to me, wait, he knows. Yeah, because let's, we need to say this, Angel is so beautiful. She, you would not, at least I wouldn't. I'm not gonna. Angel looks like a woman, 100%. So I, I would I not know. I would not have guessed unless she basically took off her skirt <laughs> and her underwear. I would have been, I would be absolutely clueless. That I don't know where Ryan Murphy found her, but Jesus Christ, that is a beautiful young woman. Mhm. She is you would not know that she is a transgender woman at at all. So Obviously, Stan is taken with her, and it starts it starts this relationship of sorts, as much as it can go, because Stan is married with works, with oh my god with with, all, two kids. With, all, with kids and a beautiful wife, and basically he's living the American dream. And what was so beautiful about the direction of the scene where where they're lying together in bed, they don't have sex. Because he no. seems he's too nervous. They're basically just lying side by side, staring at the ceiling in a hotel. And he says he asked her to talk to him. And he and he asked her, what do you want out of life? And as she's describing what she would want out of life, she said, I want to have a home. And then we see him, cut to him pulling up into the driveway of his house. And he goes, she goes, I want to take care of someone and I want to have someone take care of me. And you see him embracing his wife and his children as she's telling what she what what she dreams of having and doesn't believe she'll ever actually have. It was heartbreaking. It really was. It is. It's it it must be terrible to to wonder if this is something that you will ever have because you don't know if you'll fully ever be accepted. So Absolutely. And, and speaking of accept acceptability, there was another scene where we can see that um, Angel doesn't want to be a prostitute. And this no. is something that's really important to point out, that a lot of people in that community, their only way they can make money is through being in, uh, you know, in the sex, you know, trade, sex, trade. sex business. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she actually goes to a uh, department store to try and get a job. There's an ad for a, uh, a girl to work at a cosmetic counter. And she is not only is she dismissed by the woman who set, tells her that there is no, they're not hiring and she's an angels, but there was an ad in the paper and she goes, don't make me call security. Yeah. And um, yeah. So there, you know, there is no other way for her to make money. And that's that's the sad thing that often and, and this happened. I mean, you can you can see incidents of um, transgender women or men. Well, I have mostly with the transgender women. I've seen these incidents where there was there was one here that uh, there was a transgender woman working at a store, you know, and customer just went off and of course brings all that up so it's 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 really terrible sometimes you don't have a choice so especially back then that was their choice you either you know you either prostitute or you don't eat you don't eat yeah 
And that I think that was that's another big reason. I can't say for sure, but this is probably another big reason that these houses came together. You know, you become family and you take care of each other. Oh yeah, no, that's that's another thing we see. They they pool their resources. You have one apartment and and you're all living under one roof and and you're sharing everything. You're sharing clothes, you're sharing food, you're sharing the income you have. And uh, being able, because on their own, they couldn't afford to live. That's why so many of them are homeless. Exactly. Exactly. And getting a job, and getting a job when you don't have an address. Exactly. Especially and you're in transgender New York. too. And you're of color. And you're it of just... color. That that's the big thing. You're transgender. You're of color. Um, you live in uh, New York, which is like one of the most expensive cities in the U.S. It it's really that's a recipe for you to be homeless. So, and if that isn't bad enough. People in the year two, 2018 are calling you bad girls of summer. So it's just they're going <laughs> we, through a we're lot. We're not helping. <laughs> we're not making it easier for them. I we're feel not bad helping. now. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> not so bad that you want me to erase this episode, clearly. No, no. Not yeah. that bad. Yeah. I feel somewhat bad. I feel somewhat bad. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What else? Do, um, oh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I... I just I'm trying to think. Okay, so the the showdown where uh, Blanca is feeling herself. So what's happened now is she's recruited this young boy who wants to be a you know a dancer, dance with dance companies, and she uh, makes him like a mother would fill out the application to go and audition for this dance company. And the thing that I liked is that Angel was like everybody in this house, you get an education that that is the main thing, you know? So she's like, it's funny because she's speaking what communities of color have said for so long that education is your key to whatever. And that's what she tells them. So everybody in this house has to get an education. So, you know, regardless of what it is. So she makes him go and sign up for the school. He does it too late, but she ends up, getting him an audition so he auditions um in the 1980s style of dance (laughs) and um what what i don't remember is did he get in okay now not only did you first of all you talk about the the speech that the speech she made the speech that blanca makes to even get him the audition right was incredible it was so moving i don't even want to try to recite it and tell you you know recount it you need to see it it was so moving it's so heart-wrenching and it spoke to not just damon's situation but the situations of you know hundreds of thousands to millions of of kids all around the world it was Mm -hmm. so powerful so you've got to see that if you're going to watch this show um but uh, the interesting thing is uh, uh, after the after his dance, and you can see him kind of like stop where he's like unsure and then he continues, he pushes forward. Uh, and at the end, so much of his pain uh, of being rejected and thrown out by through his by his family comes out in on the dance floor. And at the end, you see the woman who is the uh, you know the head of that company. She walks across the room and just holds him it was heartbreaking i thought now see this is what got that's the part i missed because this is what happened it it stopped on me of course i was watching this like on demand and it stopped on me and every time i tried to go back to that part it wouldn't so i got through the whole dance but missed the part where she walked across and held him that's yeah, she why she walks across and holds him and oh. it's so 
powerful. First of all, that actress, I don't know who she is. We need to look her up. Yes. Who plays the uh, head of the dance company. It was like, this is what the head of a dance company would look like. I don't know where they where they found her. If you also went to high school with her as well. But she was perfectly cast. I don't. I did not. But um, she was. She's. Uh, she's quite a bit older than me. Okay. But <laughs> I, I don't know. If she, I don't know if she was your high school teacher. But <laughs> but, but, but let excellent. me tell you who she reminded me of. She has that Judith Jameson. If you're familiar with the Alvin Ailey American Dance Company, uh, that is in New York City. They are like the premier one of the premier contemporary dance companies in the country. And that was always my dream to be able to dance with them. But of course I was, it was too old by the time, you know, auditions and stuff came around. So but you were just old enough to do a podcast with one Kevin. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it, worked, it really worked out for it you. It really out. did. You dodged a bullet. I did. <laughs> no, I, I love, I love Alvin. Every time I'm in New York, I go take class at Alvin Ailey. So to me, she kind of looks and feel her feels is like she's modeled after Judith Jameson, who is was the former artistic director of um of the Alvin Ailey American Dance Company. She was a dancer with uh, the Ailey Company herself and was recruited by um, Alvin Ailey himself. And so that's what she gives me a Judith Jameson vibe. Judith Jameson actually also happens to be a member of my sorority. So Okay, well, <laughs> while we work your sorority in to get another episode. Yet another okay. episode. <laughs> well, anyway, I feel really bad that I don't have her name handy, but I will say if you happen to hear this, you are exquisite. Oh, I think I think this is Charlene Charlene Woodard. Charlene um, Woodard. Yes, Calais, you are exquisite. Yes. You are a vision. She so. is beautiful. I love her. I hope if you aren't already a regular, Ryan Murphy, make it happen. Make her a regular in this. Let her be one of your uh, one of your many muses and use her somewhere else because she was spectacular and everything. Just with the little she had to do, she conveyed so much. And but that hug was the love that she was giving to that kid and acceptance in that love that the that that what he needed, what he what his heart desired. You could see her give it to him, and it was really a beautiful moment. Exactly. It, it it was. Everything, he poured everything into that dance and that's what he wanted to do. And the thing is, sometimes you need, the, the message is there is that sometimes you need to go through something in order to get to where you need to be. So the fact that he needed to be thrown out, he would have been just as comfortable in wherever, Nowheresville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> if, <laughs> okay. And again, residents of Pennsylvania, please send your hate tweets <laughs> directly to Tachi. You Do can. not deluge TV channeling, uh, t- uh, TV channeling on Twitter. You can. We have send nothing to way. do with it. No problem. I, I don't remember if it was from Allentown, Pennsylvania, but he was from Pennsylvania, and I'm taking it probably a not A beautiful too... place. A okay. beautiful place. Anyway. Not I've too I've heard nothing far. but good things. Oh, yeah? Like you, what? Cheese steaks, I hear, are on point. They're really good. <laughs> so that's just Philly. Anyway, so um, I think that he needed to be thrown out. Otherwise, he would have been just as comfortable or, quote, uncomfortable where he was. And it's like that baby bird pushing the mother, uh, sorry, the baby, the mother pushing the baby bird out of the nest. Not lovingly. This was forcefully. But that needed to happen so that he could fly. 
Uh, if that's what you need to convince yourself about telling your your friend to kick her son out, then fine. If that makes you feel better, Tanchi, do what you need to do. Oh, I wish I had a belt, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could flog you. <laughs> oh my god! Now you're now you're endorsing co-host abuse. Well, co-host call abuse it what it is, is wrong. Call it's it whatever wrong. you want. Somebody call co-host protective services. Call yeah. them. Okay, and when you start it, perhaps you can call yourself. (laughs) You deserve to be flogged. All right, let's talk about the the epic uh, showdown between two houses. Let's talk about the fact that Bianca uh, has a house with just her and two other people. She has Angel and she has Damon. Damon. Mm -hmm. And she announces the creation of her own house and she refers to it as uh uh she refers to it as bianca's it's it's going to be the house of evangelista and i love how she says uh 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 it's 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 uh, it's called the house of evangelista because evangelista linda evangelista lista stole her look and (laughs) from 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 blanca but uh uh she was also she's also inspired by the fact that she stole her look and because of that she pays tribute to her for for stealing from her she pays tribute by naming the house the house of evangelista yes Yes, so you it's, that, it's that. like that. I love you, I hate you type thing. <laughs> Damn, Linda Evangelista from stealing from her Blanca. I know, uh, right? <laughs> I hate you, but so I what did you think of the amp, of the epic uh, dance or pose off? I should say pose off between the two houses, the House of Abundance, because she accepted the challenge, and they hit the floor and they hit it hard. They, you know what? I think they were not ready. I don't think she yet has had established herself as a house yet. I think that was out of a. I will show you because we are going to wipe the floor, and Damon is our secret weapon. In fact, she says that to him: "You're our secret weapon," because he can actually dance. So I think they weren't ready, and she was way premature in presenting a challenge to Candy abundance (laughs) yeah so the house of abundance basically walked all over the house of evangelista but they did respectably in the scores they did they yeah they did respectably they got they got nines and tens whereas the house of abundance got all tens tens across the board so yeah it was it was it was kind of rough they did one one thing I will say I did like about af- the aftermath of that is there was uh, a pep talk that uh, was given to the House of Evangelista uh, uh, after their after that huge setback uh, by the Master of Ceremonies. Pray tell, pray tell. You gotta love that name. <laughs> I love that. That was like pray tell. <laughs> what other more perfect name could you have for the MC of the ball than pray tell? So after they're outside the ball, the the house of Evangelista, that's a group of three people, they're licking their wounds and Praytel walks up uh, uh, and before he can say anything, some some young kid runs up and his name, he calls himself Little Poppy. Yes. And he basically wants to join the house of Evangelista because in his words, like he goes, you guys aren't anything yet and I, I'm not anything yet either and I want to learn. And so he he wants to join the house of Evangelista, and, and she and uh, Bianca, uh, Blanca asks, "Are you living on the streets?" And he says, "Yeah, kinda." And so she says, "Get your stuff. 
you're coming with us and then uh that's when pray tell says uh referring to that the kid a uh, little little poppy <laughs> who i guess grew up to be a rapper <laughs> <laughs> and made it lil lil poppy uh right. you want you want a reason to keep going on uh, on after tonight there it is right there uh houses are homes uh uh to all the little boys and girls who never had one and they keep coming every day just as sure as the sun sh- as, as the sun rises pull up work hard triumph if not today maybe tomorrow wait and it ended he ends it with now daddy needs a drink <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know there are so many moments in there and then before all of that pray tell says uh, something to the effect of, you know, okay, so you lost. Quiet as it's kept, you should have scored lower. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so Pretel like, does not. He he will not sugarcoat. He does not. I mean, especially in the balls. You heard the way he was emceeing. And, oh, um, he was, he's very, yeah, apparently he has diabetes because he cannot tolerate any sugar. He is very none. mean. <laughs> none. None. I mean, and I, okay. Uh, what's the name tried to walk during what was it a glamour one it was angel and, and she no, it, came was, it in. was it was ex- it was i think it was um something like a executive woman realness or some kind of a like some kind of glamorous femme fatale some something. Gla- and so she came with her dress and um this was right before she joined, she joined the house, the of, house evangelista. Of, <laughs> of evangelista right. so she uh she's like she's like it's Halston and he reads her <laughs> he's like I don't remember exactly what he Halston said Halston from JC Penny Exactly that's right Halston from JT Penny that's exactly what he said So and you know she goes out and she's like humiliated and then Blanca sees her and says well you knew they were going to read you to Phil for wearing that on <laughs> ah, and she I was like she knew I guess she just was just trying she it. just needed a lift because remember she not only did she get turned down and basically security was practically called when she tried to apply for that job when she's walking out of the of the of the hotel where that department store was she sees the guy that she had the connection Stan. with Stan and then she tries to talk to him and he goes I have a family I can't be seen with someone like you and it hurts her it really hurts her and so she needed to get the kind of the the adulation and love from the crowd and there was none to be had but those the arms of uh Blanca you know gave her the the love that she needed in that moment Absolutely, because she knew if she went back to the House of Abundance, they were going <laughs> to read her too for Oh yeah, Candy that. was Candy had claws ready to go dig, dig deep into her for for walking on uh, walking onto the floor wearing that. That is not what we wear to walk on the floor when you're a member of the House of Abundance. That's what she would have said. Oh my God! Okay, now I I do have to ask this, Dachi. Now we did you mentioned, but I didn't get your critique. What did you think of uh, Damon's dance uh, audition? What would you as a as a dancer yourself? What what would you give him? Would you give him uh, tens across the board, or or would you have like used the hook to pull him off of the? Would you have let him into your <laughs> class? That would have been a Sandman moment for me, and I would have. Oh, I have to say, because I was like, "What the hell is this?" However, the 
there is he has he does have some talent there he does and I think maybe I I started to think well maybe this was intentional because there is raw talent there and they can shape him into a fantastic dancer that's the thing that I'm so jealous sometimes with men that some men can never have had dance classes before, but then they get into class and before you know it, like if they're an athlete or something, they're flying. And I'm like, that is so not fair. That is so well, unfair. Oh my God, you're, you're basically discussing every season of uh, dancing with the so-called stars where athletes always do incredibly well. Yes. Yeah, because they already have that that base and that structure and it works really well. If you're an athlete and you dance, you've got this level of athleticism and then uh, dance gives you that grace in in when you're doing your sport. So it's a great marriage. So, you know, I kind of I kind of see where there is this um, this. He has to be that raw in order for them to build him up. So I'm hoping that is why that that audition was so terrible. Meaning he had the, the you could see he put his heart out on the floor and all of that, but it was not a good dance. Well, all. again, again, Tachi, or should I call you Pray Tell? Just call me Pray Tell, damn it, because <laughs> if that was me, that's I would be. Yeah, Pray Tachi. Yeah, you wouldn't. He would not have gotten into your school. <laughs> no, no, but you know what? <clears throat> I probably would have because I do see that he's got that raw talent. So I probably would have been like, okay, especially after that speech by Angel. Sorry by um blanca after that speech i i would have been like okay let's try it you have to work your behind off but let's do it let's try it but based on that alone if you didn't have a story i'm sorry boo okay well let's talk about some of the just i want to name some of the uh actually actors because they were there were some really great performances okay i gotta name uh, blanca rodriguez uh, was played by MJ Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, Angel is played by India Moore. Mm-hmm. Candy Abundance, because mm. I just have to say her name. Yes. Uh, was played by Angelica Ross, and Damon is played by uh, uh, Ryan Jamal Swan. Swain. I believe. Swain. Swain. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. And then uh, Billy Porter uh, is Pray Tell. Oh. <laughs> which is he could I think not... he's my favorite. <laughs> oh, how, he's everyone's he's everyone's favorite. Uh and and lastly, I got to say Stan is played by uh Ryan Murphy, uh Muse, American Horror Story regular uh Evan Peters. Yes. Yes. All right, Tachi, I think it's time for me to ask the question that you know I yes. love to ask. Yes. Are you going to keep watching Pose? Or are you going to change the channel and strike a different pose? I'm sorry. Pose is in my calendar already. I can't wait for the next episode. Despite whatever snafus with the acting and because, you know, many of them may not be actors. I love the story. I, I'm I'm digging the history of this whole culture that they're putting forth. And it's giving, this is the interesting thing. Whereas Madonna's Vogue did a little bit to show it. It really did not focus on ball culture. 
Uh, we saw a little bit more of that in Paris is Burning. However, that was not a mainstream documentary. That was something that if you watch PBFs or whatever you, that you would see or went to a film festival, you would see. This is the first time that we're seeing this in the mainstream and they're actually focusing on the issues and the joys of um, ball culture. So well, I, yeah, I can't Madonna's, wait. Yeah, Madonna's Vogue focused more on Greta on Garbo and Monroe. Dietrich and DiMaggio, Marlon Brando <laughs> and Jimmy Dean on the cover of a magazine. magazine. Yes, Grace Kelly, Harlow Jean, picture Pictures of a beauty, of beauty queen. queen. Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire, was it? <laughs> Ginger Rogers, dance on air. Dance on air. Okay. Well, the truth is, Tachi, they had style. They had grace. Rita Hayworth, she gave, gave good face. Marlon, uh, Lana too. Betty Davis, you know what? We, we love, love you. you. Ladies, <laughs> Ladies with, with an, an attitude. attitude. Fellas, Fellas that were in, in the mood. mood. Don't, don't just stand, stand there. Let's, let's get to it. Strike a pose. There's nothing, nothing to it. it. Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know I knew the entire dance to Vogue. Oh my, how, why would I? I wouldn't even dare to be surprised at that. That, okay, so this all started with, okay, the Solid Gold dancers. Remember on Solid Gold, I learned their entire dance, the ending routine. So, of course, it follows, well, years later, when Vogue came about, I have to know that. So my sister and I would rewind the videotape, yes, videotape of the video, so we could learn. I learned the entire thing and taught people. So what you're saying is the music is magic, and you, you know you can catch it. If you let the sound take control, <laughs> because the more that you listen, no, <laughs> no, the sound starts to glisten the more yes. that you listen, yes. and slowly it turns to gold into gold because solid gold is filling up our lives with music. Solid gold is it putting rhythm in your soul? Rhythm in my soul, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sound that's unreeling. It fits the way that you're feeling, Taji. And my head you're... keeps spinning to music, what spinning, is spinning to, to gold. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to pay so many royalties for this episode. Well, we didn't sing it, so I think we're okay. <laughs> we dodged it. Because, again, we spent all our, our music budget on that remix that you guys didn't hear. All $30 of it. <laughs> <laughs> well we're st i guess the audience I is probably wondering how i feel about yes those, yes but they're, they're never what? gonna find out i guess they're about to find out if you would give me chance sir so i need to ask you because i didn't ask you about the first one either so let's start with american beauty no american, no, american woman no american um, woman american woman when it comes to american woman are you going to keep watching or change the channel I am going to keep watching. Uh, like you, I loved the soundtrack. It was so much fun. The show was good looking, and there was something about the filter they used. They must have used some, like, uh, Instagram 70s vibe. <laughs> yes. Because it had just something about the look of it looked really 70s. There was a little bit of grit uh, to it or something, and I really liked it. And Alicia Silverstone really surprised me that she turned in that kind of performance and really made me forget about everything. You know, I forgot all about Catwoman or I mean Batgirl. I forgot about uh, Cher. 
and all the other projects that she didn't do that I never saw. Um, so, <laughs> so that was impressive. So I will, I will keep watching. Great. All right. So we know you're going to keep watching American Girl. No, American uh, American Woman Horror Story. No, American, American Woman. American Woman. When we when it comes to pose, are you going to strike a pose or? change the channel and strike a different pose you know what tachi i'm gonna have to let my body move to the music because okay (laughs) (laughs) because uh actually the speaking of music the soundtrack to pose track after track yes. after track. I kept like, okay, let me add this to Spotify. Yes. Let me add this to my Spotify. There's so many great songs the soundtrack and great is mixes. Fire. And what was interesting was there were some, they zigged when I thought they'd zag sometimes with some like, they had this song called, like a really rare English song called You Said Captain, You Said What? I'm yes! like, what? That blew yes! my mind that they had, they were playing that at a ball. I'm like, I would have never guessed they'd play yes! a song like that there. So just for the music alone, I am going to keep striking a pose with Pose. Yes. The, the, and the, the pose I'll be striking is my remote hitting play. That's the pose I will be striking as I'm watching Pose. Well, there will be a test afterwards. I need to make sure that you've mastered all the dances and poses from the balls. Okay, again, if and if and if I'm I'm not feeling inspired, I'll think of Greta Garbo and Monroe. Dijek and Dimaggio. Okay. Oh my God, Tachi! I can't believe we've come to the end of our second Bad Girls of Summer. Summer's past. We have, we have, and it has been such a good Bad Girls of Summer. These were two spectacular shows, and I can't wait to keep watching them. I can't wait that this is. I think this is this is this summer is gonna. We have a lot of great things to watch this summer. And like I said earlier, we have uh, uh, second seasons of our two of the shows we reviewed last year: Glow on Netflix, uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, as well as uh, Harlot on Hulu. So check those out. And uh, and for people who want to watch Pose, who may have missed this, whenever you happen to be hearing this, you can uh, find Pose on Sunday nights on fx and you can also watch back episodes on demand as well as with the uh fx app fx is killing it with the programming boy they are bringing it and soon netflix is going to be bringing it even harder because the the ace in the hole they've had at fx was ryan murphy right he's brought hit after hit to them and now he has been wooed romanced by netflix netflix is singing a siren song they're luring, <laughs> luring all the sailors to their rock yeah hopefully they won't crash into it <laughs> <laughs> not shonda rhymes i hope she's okay i know right Shonda. <laughs> so so why don't we tell them this is this is this brings us to the end of our episode i suppose yeah i think it is okay so probably i should tell them where they can hear us yeah tachi where can they be where can you hear us when you're basically on the beach enjoying your summer and you want to listen to something fun of course it's going to be tv channeling but how will they find us i don't know why you would listen to anything else all you have to do is uh, hop online and you could look us up but i'm going to tell you we are on stitcher itunes soundcloud google play podbean and if you go to tvchanneling.com that will take you right to our podcast and you can listen and while you're there on any of the platforms we would love it if you would leave a review 
and rate us, it would be so wonderful if it's good. Oh, yeah. You know what? And we would love it if you would subscribe. And I got to say this. One of the lines that uh, uh, Blanca said when she was storming in to get Damon an audition is, we don't have the luxury of shame. And you know what? I told myself, I'm going to remember that whenever I asked you guys to not only subscribe to TV channeling, but tell your friends and enemies who love television to subscribe as well. Because <laughs> we don't have the luxury of shame. We do not. <laughs> and I'm getting that on a T-shirt, by the way. I love that. I want that T-shirt, too. That, yeah, it's, you know what? It's going to be part of our merch. Until Ryan Murphy sues us, and then we have to give him all the proceeds. <laughs> <laughs> But I, it's not like he's the first person that ever said that. So, merch oh, okay. it is. Well, then, oh, my God. You know, then, yes, we're going to rake it in. Merch it is. <laughs> Yay. Ah, all right. Well, let me tell you guys where you can find us on social media. Please do. Okay. We are everywhere. We're on the book that's in your face. We are on the snap that's chatting. And we are on the gram known as Insta. We are TV channeling all those places, as well as my personal favorite, the Twitter. And please, we love to hear from you. So if there's some show you want us to review that we haven't, let us know. If there's some news story going on in the world of entertainment and you're all like, I need, not want, I need to hear Tachi and Kevin's take on this story, let us us know we are happy to talk about it so please follow us on your favorite platforms and talk to us because we are accessible we absolutely are with that we are going to say thank you for listening because it's because of you that we do all of this and we really appreciate your listens your comments we'd love to get them and we're going to let you get back to doing whatever it was you were doing before you listen to us. With that, I'll say goodbye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it in the summer sun, we're talking about it. Cheers, my friends. Bye. Bye.